Welcome to the RTI Time Machine. Today's time traveler is John Van Trieste. And the destination Taipei 1895. In the National Taiwan Museum, a replica of a battered old flag sits behind a glass panel. The right half is missing, but the form of a Chinese tiger staring defiantly upward still dominates the banner. At first, it seems a bit strange that this should be one of the museum's three great treasures. The tiger flag only flew over Taiwan for a few days. But it represents powerful ideas, resistance to invasion, and the courage to carry on after the world shows that it has forgotten. There's also another issue. This flag is a replica, and the question of whether the original survives is one of the ghosts of this period that hasn't completely left us. Here to tell us more about this flag is National Taiwan Museum researcher Li Ziming. In 1895, the First Sino-Japanese War ended with a Japanese victory. The fighting had been over Korea, but in the final treaty, Taiwan was the war prize and China was forced to hand it over to Japan. Angry Taiwanese took a radical step. In May, they declared the Republic of Formosa, an independent nation. Very briefly, it had a president, Tang Jing-song, and it had this flag, a yellow tiger on a blue background. Li Ziming says, we don't know who designed the flag. Only the concept behind it is clear. He says the idea was that by declaring independence, the resistors could claim that Taiwan was not imperial China's to give away. Though the republic never achieved international recognition, its founders had still hoped that they could convince foreign powers to intervene on their behalf. Of course, to be properly independent, their flag had to be different from Imperial China's. But not too different. After all, we have to remember the Republic's founders were men who had served in the government and military of Imperial China. Li Ziming says that dragons and tigers are among the great beasts of Chinese iconography, and whoever designed the flag seized on this. Imperial China's blue dragon on a yellow background was transformed into the Republic of Formosa's yellow tiger on a blue background. The flag might not have been strikingly original, but that doesn't mean it didn't have interesting features. In 2010-2011, restoration work on the replica revealed something that surprised researchers. The two sides of the flag are slightly different. No one had noticed because few copies were made, and this replica had been displayed for years like a painting. That is, with the same side facing viewers all that time. On one side, the tiger's eyes are wide. On the other, they appear curved. It's like the eyes of feline creatures at day and at night. A modern flag is a rallying point for a nation. What did Taiwanese of the time make of the Republic's flag? Li Ziming says it's hard to be sure, but probably they didn't think much of it. This is especially true given the fact that it was removed so soon after it first flew. We know from records that the flag was paraded through Taipei and that many people were present for the event. But a few days later, the Japanese military came, spreading panic through the city. 
One missionary records that a copy of the flag was thrown to the ground and no one came to pick it up. Its role today as a symbol of anti-colonial resistance means that we probably identify with the flag far more than the people of its own time did. Another reason few people identified with the flag is that there don't seem to have been many copies made. Li Ziming says we know there were at least three. We mentioned the one paraded through Taipei. That has vanished into history. A second copy was sent to the northern port at Danshui. This was apparently never flown at all, for what Li Ziming says are very complicated reasons. This flag was eventually taken as a souvenir by American customs official H. B. Morse. There's no trace of that one either. What we have is a copy of a third flag that flew in the port town of Keelung. Its battered form and faded colors may have been deliberate, part of a faithful attempt to copy the damaged original. That original was taken to Japan as a spoil of war. But if the flag never meant much to local Taiwanese, why was it treated as a trophy? Li Ziming says it was still an important standard for the enemy, and wanting to capture it was natural. It was sent to an imperial storehouse. He feels that whatever the flag meant to the people who lived beneath it, the desire to display captured enemy flags was still natural. It was a matter of morale, psychology, and symbolism. He says it's understandable that they were treated as trophies. When he describes the originals, I begin to agree with him. These were not flags meant for flagpoles. They were several meters across, clearly meant to be seen from very far away. They were flags meant for battlements, however quickly those battlements were to fall. They must have been an impressive sight, even to a vastly superior enemy. Japanese forces had already taken the Penghu Islands off Taiwan's west coast. They were soon in Taiwan as well, arriving soon after the Republic's proclamation to take their promised prize. Li Ziming says the tiger flag flew for only three or four days. Qilong fell, the president of the Republic fled the island, and Danshui and Taipei quickly fell too. Japanese forces subdued the island from north to south, and the final objective, Tainan, fell before November. There was resistance the whole way, of course, but Taiwan would be a Japanese colony for 50 years. What does the flag mean to the Taiwanese people who come to see the replica today? Li Ziming says that resistance to colonization never completely stopped at any point during the 50 years of Japanese rule. He believes this flag is the symbol of the first stage in that resistance, however abortive it may have been. But everything about the flag and its display resonates with something that's hard to put precisely into words. Maybe it's a bit of irony. The National Taiwan Museum began life as the Taiwan Governor Museum under Japanese rule. The museum building and even the park that surrounds it are relics of Japanese colonization. And what about the replica of the flag from Keelung that's supposed to represent Taiwanese resistance? That was made in 1909 by Japanese painter Takahashi Untei, and it was commissioned by the Taiwan Governor General's Office, the colonial government. In other words, 
What we have is a colonial piece in a colonial exhibition space. Does the original survive? That is an extremely touchy question. According to Li Ziming, the flag taken from Qilong was placed in an imperial storehouse called the Xintenfu. He says the Xintenfu is a mysterious institution with an even murkier fate. It's definitely not the sort of place that's open to the public like a museum. He says the official response to questions about the flag's whereabouts has always been the same. Those who ask are always told that the storehouse burned down after the war. But Li Ziming says that Taiwanese scholars aren't so sure. He's even heard of someone who found a building standing on the original site of the Xintenfu using Google Maps. While that might just be a rumor, he says that the majority of Taiwan scholars tend to believe that the chances the flag has survived are greater than the chances it's been destroyed. Of course, no one in Taiwan can say for sure. It's certainly not a pressing issue in Taiwan-Japan relations. But still, the flag is more than just a curiosity. It's a reminder of a crucial point in Taiwan's history and the way that Taiwan's people reacted to it. After that flag fell, things were never going to be the same again in Taiwan. I'm John Van Trieste, and I hope you'll join me again next week for another journey through time.